0: Hilchos Ereven, Perik Zayin Lach Continue Continuing with Hilchos Erev to Mish Tchumim. Mishia Temere Shabbos Chutz Medina. Someone who left Erev Shabbos outside of the city. Oh, and what can he He stood in a specific space within the Tchum or towards the end of the Tchum. Again, the idea being in the two thousand Amma window between the, the city perimeter and the Tchum itself. And he said, or even he thought in his heart. My Shabbos location is in this place. He goes back to his city and he spends the Shabbos there uh, Friday night. So he did not put any food in that location. He may go the next day on Shabbos, 2,000 Amis in every direction from that space. Although there's no food there. And the truth is that's the says is the primary Erev to go there in your own person. Make the Erev by foot. And the only reason why the Chachoms talked about putting two, two, two meals of food in that location. Even though you did not actually go there. To make it easy for a wealthy person who can afford the extra food. He shouldn't have to go by himself. And he can send it air, the Erev the, the, the two meals worth of food. Through somebody else, and that person can establish the error form in his behalf. So, so that's, that's where two meals is relevant and necessary. But that's only if you want to make someone a shliach, to make the error for you. If you choose to do it yourself, there's no need to make any food, you just walk to yourself. If <speaking in Hebrew> a person intended to establish a Shabbos location at a specific place that he knows, go to Elah, a, a specific tree, or a, bias, or a house, or a garden, or a fence. He knows exactly where it is. And between him and that location, the moment when night night falls, there's 2,000 amas or less. And he set out on his way to reach that place and establish his Shabbos location there. And I think think it means that he set out before Shabbos actually started. So therefore he sets out and he didn't reach it before Shabbos started even though um, he did not reach that place nor did he actually stand there rather his fellow called him back to spend Shabbos with him he himself decided to turn around or something else happened to prevent him from going there that the next day he can go uh, to the place he intended in his mind to establish the area there. And he can travel from that location 2,000 arms in every direction. Since he, he, he uh, resolved to establish that, that as the Shabbos location, that's as if he stood there or placed his air over there. So in this case, he didn't actually even stand there, nor did he place any food there. But he intended to, theoretically, and he set out, I believe it means he set out before nightfall, and he could have, and, and and from his, from where he was to that location was less, was, was less than two thousand amos. So then, that is his Shabbos location. When does this apply? A person who is poor, a person who is poor who is unable to actually afford the, uh, the 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 meal, the food for two meals. See, he has the option of uh, doing this this idea where he doesn't have to actually actually go, go um, have the food put there. So this Shabbos says that because he can't afford to. Place the food there, even though if, I mean, he, doesn't, he can't afford the food because he's poor. So, um, not only are we makele about it, he doesn't have to use food because he could walk there. Even walking there, we're makele with him. That once he sets out, that's sufficient. That's even though the the fact that he can't afford the food, doesn't prevent him from walking there, but somehow that actually creates a cooler for him. So that, he, so, that, so, that, so that we say that even though he didn't walk there, as long as he set out, that's sufficient. All right. Or, for example, even if he's not poor, but He could afford the food, the problem is, he he could afford the food, but he's very distant. But he was was traveling, he was afraid that perhaps uh, night will soon fall, so he wants to stop traveling, because it's not safe. Theoretically, there's enough time left in the day, that when he stops, if he if he was if he would run with all his all his might, unless he's being chased by a bear. So in theory, he ran with all his might between now and when night falls, he could reach that place. And there was less than two thousand amas between him and that place. So that's the two requirements. Avel, however, if, if the requirements are not met, he was not far, he was, he was, he was within 2,000 he Was he poor? Because if he's poor, then he has the hetar. But he's not poor, he's not far. Um, so, so, uh, so he could reach there if he wants to, he's just being lazy about it. Or, or, he is very far. In fact, he's so far that he can't even theoretically reach that place if he ran with all his might. Or the fact, no matter how kind of fast runner he is, if there's more than 2,000 Amish, that 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 then it's not an option. So he did not intend a specific place to establish his Shabbos location. He doesn't know the exact location. He's never been there before. He's just thinking to himself, okay, 1,999 1,99 to the east, but he doesn't exactly know where that is. In that case, he cannot acquire that that place as a Shabbos location. He only has $2,000 in the place he's standing when night falls, so he basically does not have an Erev Tchumen. So Erev Tchumen is established by either you yourself or somebody taking two meals of food for you to a certain spot, or you walking there on your own. This idea of setting out, but then not actually going because you decide to turn around, someone calls you back, that for that to be an option, you either have to be a poor person who can't afford two meals, or you have to be a person, if you can't afford two meals, then the only way you can do this is you have to be uh, afraid that, that you, that you that, that, um, to keep traveling because it's almost nightfall, yet you also have to be close enough to the place, to the place you, you're, uh, you want to, um, so you're not going to keep traveling there even uh, um, because it's night's going to soon fall, you want to stop for Shabbos and because it's dangerous to travel at night. You also have to be close enough that in theory you have to be able to reach it if you ran with all your strength. And it must be within two thousand amos. If it's more than two thousand amos away, even if you're an Olympic runner, it doesn't help you. And you have to have a specific, a specific location in mind. Someone who goes and walks to a specific yachid and establishes that as the Shabbos location, or, as we said in the previous halacha, he didn't actually go there, but he was traveling and he intended to spend the Shabbos there in that specific location, but it was not under a tree. In the outside, it was like inside of Rishish Yachid. They established that as a Shabbos location using the manner that we described in the previous halacha, in halacha gimel. is cool that you can go throughout that entire Rishish Yachid and outside of it, 2,000 alamets in every direction because you don't just measure from... The center of that building, you measure it around the entire building with that entire shushiyachet. If it's a whole city with a wall around it, it's the entire city. Two thousand. How much in every direction? If those that was not surrounded for the purposes of providing a, a, a dwelling place for humans and privacy, uh, for, like, for example, a, a large area that's, that's fenced off uh, because it's dangerous there—it's electricity or it's uh, government uh, testing aliens or something, or just uh, for construction purposes or it's a mound or a valley so even though it's a biblical and if you throw a rock from into it if and only if it was the area of two or less meaning it was 5,000 square almost 50 by 100 or less then in that case that location he intended to rest in that in that uh, Fenced off area, you can go throughout the entire area, and 2,000 2, Amas outside in every direction, like a regular shishyok. If however, it was larger than two base suz, so it was larger than 5,000 square Amas, he, tra- uh, ha- he only has four Amas in that location, and then 2,000 Amas around in every direction, as if he intended to spend Shabbos in an open area. Because since it's such a, it's so large and it was not enclosed for the purposes of habitation, for human uh, privacy, then uh, it doesn't. The chacham were were afraid to be confused with the rishon rabim, and the chumrah it's not a rishon shiachet anymore. Same thing would apply if he actually used food and he put it in such a location. So whether he put food there, he actually walked there, he thought about it. It's all the same thing. Okay. So we'll see now that a person who has in mind to spend the Shabbos at a specific location has to be very specific. Yes, to have like a very specific spot in his mind. Otherwise it doesn't really count. Okay. Someone who establishes Shabbos place in a faraway location. He doesn't have an exact specific zeroed-in spot. He does not consider like a place to acquire his Shabbos over there. It's not considered For example. He's traveling. V'al-marni said, and again, the way that he we described in Allah gimel, where a person is able to do this just by thinking about the place without actually going there or sending food there. Um, V'amarani said, she was complaining. My, my, I'm establishing that that location as my Shabbos. Oh, you saw the are in that field in that valley, or um, or two thousand and or one thousand amus in this location due east, but even though he doesn't know what it looks like over there. Is there water? Is there fields? Is it is it is it is it concrete? He has no idea. He said, he does not acquire Shabbos in that location, far away. He only has two thousand Amish in the spot he's standing when Shabbos begins. Um, if he said, I'm going to spend under that tree, under that rock. if under that tree or that rock there's more than you can kind of within that space, call that space under the tree under the rock, and is having in mind at least eight amas or more. Again, he does not acquire a space to be for Shabbos. Because he did not have a specific spot in mind. It has to be Dalit Amos that he has in mind. A specific Dalit Amos that he has in mind. If he wants to dwell um, in a specific four Dalit Amos, We don't know. Did he mean the Dal Amos, the four Amos that are west of in the western half of these eight Amos, or Dalit Amos on the eastern half? So since there's no specific Dalit Amos he had in mind, it's as if he had in mind nothing, and his area of Techumen does not count. Halakha Zayn, in the a person has to have kavana when he has <laughs> in mind to rest to make his <laughs> erv tchumen, his <laughs> primary Shabbos spot is under a certain tree, that it's by the base of the tree, something more specific. If it's a very wide tree with wide branches, more than eight Amos, it doesn't help you. Or the four Amos in its north or south. If the location he had in mind, under the tree in general, is less than eight Amis, and he has a mind to rest under the tree, even though he didn't have a a, a, a specific Dal Amis. then he's kana. He acquires that place for Shabbos, because less than eight Amis, and Shir, You don't have a, a place for two, complete four Amis. So some of his places designated. Whether he wanted to spend Shabbos in the Dal Amis, the north, the south, east, west, there's one inch of area where, regardless of where the Dal Amis are, that area is is going to be part of it, and therefore that one inch, that's where his Shabbos is. He has 2,000 Amos in every direction. Of course, you have to kind of take off, shave off a few Amos from the 2,000 because you don't know exactly where he is. So since it's seven Amos, you can't be sure exactly where his dal Amos are. Yeah, I can only go 1,996 or 97 Amos. All right. If two people are traveling, one of them knows exactly the location of a tree or a fence, to establish that as a Shabbos location. The other one doesn't, doesn't, doesn't know, so how can the other one also have an Erev Tchumin? The person who is not familiar with the area uh, resigns his, his consciousness, so to speak, over here, his decision-making skills or abilities to the other person who does. He hands it over to him, so to speak. He's to him. And the, and the person who knows exactly what the tree is has in mind that he and his friend will spend Shabbos at that, that location the people of the city make a person shriach he's going to make an area for them and for the, himself as well as as we'll see for the shriach himself also in a specific location he sets out to place the Erev over there or to to walk there uh, excuse me to put put the Erev there the food and then his friend has him come back he doesn't actually go in there the people in the city who sent him do not acquire their Shabbos place in that location, it's not considered Eiv Tchum for them, because the Eiv was not placed down. They cannot go anywhere on Shabbos except for 2,000 Amas, in every direction, from their city, as if there was no Eiv Tchum. For who, Karnasham, here, that of the Shliach? he did acquire from the the Eiv Tchum, and over there, because he is, so to speak, uh, traveling, so to speak, in that direction, and he set out there, and he uh, had intention to establish his Shabbos place there. So the fiqh, therefore, he could go to that location the next day. And that's obviously go to that location. the but the is he can go two thousand Amas from there in every direction because he set out to that location. This idea we said gimel, we said that if you set out towards no, beis, yeah, set out towards location, that's sufficient. That only applies for the person doing it. You can't make someone a shliach do that for you. And um we said, the person who is going to establish a place uh, and if he just starts on his journey, circumstances as he's explaining circumstances is providing that just as he as he sets out to go that's sufficient. If he turns around, that is enough, and he has acquired his iv in that location. How far does he have to go? Halfway, a mile, 100 yards? He doesn't have to go out to the field. If he comes down from the second floor in the house to the, to the lower floor, and before he actually leaves the courtyard, someone called him back, then in that case, it's like he establishes. he began his uh, departure to, to the location. And the fact that he was turned back, he still acquires that location. And basically, he said, the same thing would apply to the charev. If he had to change his mind, and turn around himself, whether or not he can play shtick and pretend and you know start and then turn around himself, it's not clear. But if someone else has him turn back, that is clearly sufficient as long as he took he took a, a, he, he just started going there, if, even a few steps. As the gemara brings a story where a person took one step and the other the other had him turn around and told him to stay, and that was sufficient for his day of Okay. Okay. Um, Anybody who acquires establishes a Shabbos location far away. He doesn't have to verbalize. My Shabbos, my my Tchum is established in that place. My Shabbos location is in that location. Once he um, uh, affirmed in his heart, resolved in his heart, and then he set out in the journey, even the smallest amount, even one step, he acquires that as his Shabbos location. It's considered Tchum. Needless to say, so someone who actually went there and stood in that location, he needs to say absolutely nothing. Once he resolves in his heart that, that that's his location for Shabbos, he acquires it. He's established there for Shabbos. The students who uh, go to uh, eat at, uh, on Friday night in the houses uh, of people who live in the fields and the vineyards, these people these who live in these, these fields and these vineyards are uh, they provide food for travelers but they come and sleep in the base of So even though normally a person's place where he eats is his primary place where you consider where he lives more than the place where he sleeps as we said in other aspects of anything, nevertheless, Mahaqal mm-hmm. they can go two thousand hours every direction from the base medrish makam, but not from the place where they eat. Why is their base medrish considered more of a primary location of of dwelling, of, of living? base medrish. If they could eat in the base medush, they wouldn't go to the field the only reason they go there is because they have the food in the shul therefore they're the house of study that's their primary location for Talmud Chacham and therefore from there he can go 2,000 in every direction the house of his host is not relevant over here Big Chiddush normally again we always say the place you eat is your primary location over here it's the place where they sleep because they would eat there if they could